Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This headline caught my eye, certainly, begging the question, why are doctors burning out? This was a question being asked following a survey done by the Canadian Medical Association that reveals some pretty shocking numbers. It suggests that one in four Canadian doctors are feeling increased rates of things like depression and suicide. In specific, that doctors in training and female doctors are showing the highest rate of having these kinds of issues. And this survey comes at a time when doctors from right around the world are actually gathering in Toronto right now for an international conference that focuses on physician health. So right now there's about 85,000 doctors right around the world here looking into these kinds of findings and what, in fact, is causing them. And I know, you know, as patients, we certainly have our gripes about our medical system. You know the pains it can, uh, can provide. But the doctors say they are also struggling that the medical issues they are expected to figure out and fix are just simply becoming too complex. They don't have enough resources. And they get stuck with so much paperwork and administrative duties that they can't possibly give the care that they need. So everything's been kind of done half-assed, you know? But what do you do? I mean, I don't even know how you start to fix this problem when there are just so many other problems that also have to be fixed. So let's get a, a taste or a diagnosis of the real situation. I want to bring in Dr. David Jacobs to the conversation. He is a MD, of course, radiologist, also was with the Coalition of Ontario Doctors. He co-founded that, and he joins me now. Dr. Jacobs, what do you make of this uh, survey, um, you know, revealing what I think many would say is a shocking figure that doctors in a huge number are feeling depressed or suicidal? What do you think? Well, I think that um, I can't speak to the numbers themselves because I haven't reviewed the methodology, and that's always important. If these are self-reported surveys, sometimes there's something that we call a selection bias in terms of who responds to them. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what I can tell you is that uh, it is an exhausting, exhausting training. It is an exhausting career, both physically, mentally, and emotionally. And I think that many in the public don't really understand uh, how difficult a job this is. They see, you know, the smiling face of their physician and uh, they assume that everyone has broad shoulders and they do, but it does take a toll. It does. And I think from the patient side of things, you sure, you know, get tired of waiting and lineups and not being able to get appointments. So just getting into the doctor can be exhausting on the patient side. So it's easy to blame the doctor. Um, But I was a little surprised to hear that not only uh, are female doctors showing the highest rates of having issues, but it would be the doctors in training. So residential doctors. But has something changed in the last 20 to 30 years that we don't know about? There's, there, there have been major, major changes. Um, first of all, and I think in a positive way, being able to talk about your vulnerabilities, particularly with mental health, is now much more acceptable. Uh, and people are 
more willing to talk about uh, mental health issues. And uh, burnout or depression uh, is just that. And I think that it is, uh, is, so that's a positive reason why we're hearing more about that. Uh, the other reason, uh, there are a number of different reasons. I'd say uh, volume of patients coming through has, has just gone uh, through the roof, and that really puts a strain on the system and a strain on the physicians. Uh, physicians in Ontario see a much higher volume uh, than uh, all across uh, Canada, and particularly in the U.S. The volumes that we see are very, very high. Uh, and then also it's uh, a matter of, of public's perception of physicians. We used to be held in high regard. We still are when you look at the surveys. But uh, we don't hold that same position of respect in the public that we had before. Uh, and uh, it, it's it, so there is a lot more aggression towards physicians that we see, uh, both by government and by the patient population themselves. Sometimes administration can be very uh, aggressive towards physicians, and it, it, it all has a cumulative effect. Sure. The the number that really surprised me was the the large number, you know, give or take whether it's accurate, is 72% feel that they're at increased odds of, of suicidal thoughts. So is that because doctors are taking their work home with them more in, you know, internalizing more of what they hear from their patients? Or is it just that they can't keep up with the work and maybe don't feel like they're doing a good job? I think, I think the... Uh... Somebody who has uh, suicidal thoughts, I think that's a case-by-case issue. And I I think to say that 72% of physicians are are suicidal, I I, I just, that's a number that I I just find to be um, difficult to agree with. And again, you have to get back to the methodology of how that came to be. But rather than squabble with the numbers, we do have to say, okay, listen, uh, this is a group of people who are under stress. And at this point, we're hearing more and more about physician burnout. So Mm -hmm. let's not worry about the actual number, but let's just say, okay, hey, we've got a problem here and we do need to address it. Okay. And so you've got a new government in play now um, and you have an opportunity to address it, but how do you fix it? Because doctor... No one wants to have the conversation that really needs to be had, which is we need two levels of health, of care, that we need to get the people that can afford it out of the system, yeah. uh, they can pay for it, and the rest of us can use the system in place. Would that not be a, a remedy other than burning doctors out and losing them altogether? Well, it's, again, I, I mean, that's one of a number of possible solutions. I'm actually quite confident that this government uh, has a much better understanding of physicians' needs. Uh, I also feel that this government has shown a great deal more respect towards physicians, uh, and uh, that goes a long way to alleviating some of the stress. The, the lack of a contract for a number of years has added to the uncertainty of the profession, but um, you know, I, I, I think that even if we have a two-tier system, you still have the volume that has to be taken care of. So it's a matter, uh, so it, it's, it's a very 
complex problem, and I wouldn't want to uh, to just say, oh yes, we can we can just change this to a two-tier system, and then away we go, and everyone's going to be happy. No, it's 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 much more complicated than that. It has to do with uh, the the pressures of the job itself. It has to do with the volume. It has to do with society's attitudes towards physicians, society's attitudes towards uh, mental health issues. It's multifactorial, so I wouldn't want to oversimplify it. And so are you starting to see changes or at least perceptions that changes are starting to take place? I mean, it's only been 100 days, but are, are you, I guess, are doctors hopeful that this government um, is aware that this is a problem that needs to be addressed? So I, I think that um, my interactions with this government have been extremely positive. Uh, it's a government that wants to make change. Uh, they've said it quite clearly. They've come to, uh, I've been at meetings where they say, we want to work with you. So that that's good. And it's a message that we need to get out to our physician population as well. I'm afraid that this is uh, one of those issues that government can't uh, can't change. This isn't something that is on government's shoulder. Certainly they can do their part to alleviate the stress that comes uh, that's added to the physicians from government. Government can help, but government, but this is not uh, a government government problem. This is a physician problem, and I guarantee you that no matter where you go with our aging population right. anywhere in North America, you will have similar problems with very different governments. So, in other words, the complexities facing us in healthcare have come to the point where the system, being the people, the humans that we rely on to save our lives, they just can't, they simply can't carry the burden. It's getting overwhelming. Uh, I, I remember people talked about the tsunami that was coming with the aging population, and it is very much just that. You can see people, uh, when you look at YouTube videos, looking at a tsunami coming in, and they're relatively relaxed, and they see the water coming in, but they don't really realize how high and how fast and how powerful that water is until it's right in front of them. And we are now staring right at the tsunami. In fact, I'd even say that we're, we've been overtaken by it. Well, I mean, if I hadn't gone through it with my own stepdad last year, I wouldn't have had a clue as to how terrible a situation it is when it comes to aging care and seniors care in this province. Um, but how long does that take to fix then, given all the other challenges facing health care? Because there's so much that has to be fixed from the last government. I mean, e-health, yeah. $8 billion, it's still, I mean, I went to the hospital the other day and I have to go pick up a, a disc at a different hospital to deliver it to a doctor downtown because they... They can't do it via computer. I mean, we wasted so much money on that stuff that doesn't work. So oh, it's, how it's, do you it's then... infuriating. Yeah. The, 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 I, I won't get started on that, but it's just, it's just unacceptable that a province that is not actually that big in terms of a population can't have a unified uh, health record system, uh, given all the money that we've thrown at it, is just it's criminal. Uh, but yes, so that can be worked on. Uh, I do know that uh, the Ford government has committed to uh, long-term care mm -hmm. centers. Mm -hmm. uh, I do know that they're being that they are being very aggressive in the number of care, long-term health care centers that they are getting ready to uh, to build, uh, and I do know that the uh, many in the construction industry are ready to go. Yeah. So as soon as they fire the starting gun, uh, I think that you're going to see uh, a great deal of movement in terms of long-term care in Ontario, and that will also help alleviate some of the stresses. And just 
just so I'm clarifying, just before I let you go, is it that doctors uh, can't keep up with the work amount when it comes to senior care, or is it the emotions? Are you ingesting all of the above with families coming in? No one knows what. Like, what is the main stressor when it comes to that particular area of healthcare? Well, I think the main stressor is uh, again, it's it's complicated. So you've got all of the above. You've got. Older patients, much older than they used to live to be, with very complex uh, medical issues who are very fragile and difficult to treat without injuring them, uh, with uh, families that have huge expectations uh, and uh, sometimes, uh, unfortunately, not realistic expectations given the age and fragility of of the patient. Uh, You also have the lack of ability to move them out of an acute care setting where they shouldn't be into a safer setting, which is long-term care. And then they stay here, they get sicker, they get uh, infections from the hospital, uh, it, it just and it spirals from there. Yeah. So it is it is a very complex situation, and right now we do not have the solutions in place. But the Ford government has clearly recognized the problem, and they're clearly getting ready to address the issue. I'm very optimistic. I sure hope so. From your lips to God's ears, I hope we see a change in this. I appreciate you talking to us, Doctor. Thank you. My pleasure. Talk soon. That is Doctor David Jacobs. Boy, they got a lot to clean up there. Here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.